Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Cut to the Race podcast. I'm your host, James McKenzie. It's been a while, but uh, I'm back. Hopefully better. Ollie is away for a very valid reason, because he has just become a father. I welcome him to the, the Cut to the Race Fathers Club, which now is not just me. Uh, Sam, no pressure. Uh, yeah, but Sam's here, by the way. Hello, yeah, and I'm still some years from the club I, I'm i sure I don't want to say too much because I'll run myself into some kind of trouble I'm sure <laughs> um, but yeah yeah uh, the beautiful Poppy uh, has been born uh, so yeah Ollie and his wife Claire are yeah obviously over the moon so yeah huge congratulations to them absolutely and uh, she was a little Christmas cracker arrived just before midnight uh, it would have been Christmas Day so now she gets a, a two for two on Christmas Eve is her birthday and Christmas Day is Christmas Day it's going to be the best childhood ever it will be a little bit weighted to one end of the year uh, Abby how are you uh, how do you feel about where your birthday is in the year <laughs> I'm good thank you and yeah October's a good month to have a birthday obviously Sam and Ollie we're also October babies <laughs> and James you're November <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> But yeah, congratulations to Ollie and Claire on the gorgeous Poppy. Now we have two little nerds. Maybe we'll see Leo and Poppy on the racetrack one day. And maybe they'll win a nerdy. Maybe. maybe. Well, let's let's get straight into it. There's there's no messing about. Uh, Sam, you're going to be our. You're going to walk us through 
this awards ceremony. You're going to be our host, shall we say. Even if I'm the host of this show, I'm going to hand over the hosting responsibilities for the awards to you. Yes, if you're the host with the most, I'm whatever the other end of the spectrum is. Um, So, yeah, you've probably guessed it, but this is our Formula Nerds awards ceremony for 2023. Um, You know, a bit later than last year, um, obviously, with with children coming into the midst um, and Christmas, uh, we've pushed it back slightly to give ourselves a little bit of time um, to enjoy the festive season. So... We have the same categories as last year. Um, It works very much the same way. Uh, So our team at Formula Nerds have all nominated or or voted on who they think uh, is the winner of the various categories. That's then pulled. We then, out of the nominees with the most votes, we then decide as a panel who the rightful winner is. As you know, Ollie isn't here this evening. Boo. But... Um, I have recorded his vote, so I think most of the time his his vote is actually one of the nominees, um, but there are a couple where he's voted and uh, that person isn't up for the actual award. Uh, but yeah, we'll run through that, so yeah, it'll be nice, it'll be like he's almost here with us. Um, so yeah, without much uh, much else, um, let's Rather jump... Do. <laughs> Further ado, yes, that's. I was going to say, I was about to say, <laughs> much ado about nothing, and I was like, no, no, that's definitely, <laughs> definitely not the saying. Uh, I haven't been drinking that much yet. Um, so, driver of the season, our first award. I think we gave this to Lando Norris last year. I think he was the first ever winner of a nerdy. Um, he is a nominee this year, um, as is Oscar Piastri, his teammates. And his sort of um, countryman, Alex Albon. Obviously, Alex Albon is British, but races under a Thai flag. And the fourth nominee, of course, is Max Verstappen, unsurprisingly. So, with that, let's kick it to you guys. What are your thoughts? Where, where do you feel this is, is going? Orlando is a good choice, obviously. I think him and Oscar, they both stand out, but partly because of McLaren I'd say that they stand out more so because of the journey they've had throughout the year however Oscar did have a very good rookie season you've teed me up nicely to go straight to get a a Drake reference in very early you've you've gone with another start from the bottom now here well you're welcome (laughs) I feel like it's how many were there yeah how many were there in the last I haven't Sorry. actually listened to the full show, but it was we got as far as the second award when you were talking about Mercedes uh, as a kind of start from the bottom and right. uh, yeah, improved <laughs> um, for the team this season. But yeah, I take your point on 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 Piastri and Norris. Any thoughts on Albon? He's done incredibly well. Like Williams as a team have improved, but I think he just. He stands out as one who is in not one of the greatest cars. He's had difficulties, had troubles throughout the season, but he has managed to perform and pull it out of the bag when it's needed, scoring 27 points this year. He, for me, I think out of those four, obviously Max, like, yes, he is the greatest this season he was dominant all the way through but his car was in another league so if you're looking at 
the four of them taking out how far ahead Red Bull were in that, I think for me, Albon is Albon's my choice out of them. Okay, yeah. I mean, you almost need a, a separate category for Max. It's almost like it's yeah. okay. Obviously, Max wins, but who <laughs> who would win it if if we take exactly. him out of the equation? James. Well, yeah, you've you teed me up quite nicely in the fact that I just I don't see how you can vote for anyone but Max after that season. Oh, yes, yeah, his, yeah. his car is a different league, but he's broken in a season. If we're talking about driver of the year. I mean, this year was arguably the the most successful year. I mean, not even arguably, it was the most successful year by a driver ever. So how can anyone beat that? Yeah, no, uh, that's the thing. My my heart wants to give it to Alex Albon. I think he has been sensational. Yeah. I think he has been absolutely fantastic all year. He's taken it to another level. He's really shown that he's deserving of, of, of another chance in a top team. And I look forward to that opportunity, seeing what he does with it, even when that comes. But my, head's, my head can't get past Max Verstappen. Just... It is the greatest single season in F1 history, as far as I'm concerned, by a driver. And I think we'd be remiss not to not to give it to him. Ollie did vote for Max Verstappen. So if I did go with my heart, I would be split I'd be splitting the vote. Um and to be fair, Ollie's vote probably has a little bit less weight as he isn't here. But my head <laughs> my head is 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 holding out. So I'm gonna go Max Verstappen. So so with that. Max Verstappen, he probably feels it's a year overdue, and fair enough. But congratulations, you've won many things in your uh, illustrious career, and now you've won the Nerdy for Driver of the Season for 2023. So congratulations, Max Verstappen. <laughs> Moving straight into the next award, which is pretty predictable. I think we know where this is going. Team of the Season. Only three nominees here, so sorry, Abby. No Mercedes this year, so oh, what a shame. We're we're saved from uh, from. <laughs> I mean, it was it was funny listening back actually in terms of kind of yeah, like you know they corrected the wrong, you know they've they're on the right trajectory and then they just reset the clock at the start of this year um, <laughs> after all of that. <laughs> um, so Red Bull, unsurprisingly, is a nominee. That's also who Ollie voted for. Spoiler alert. Uh, McLaren is another. And Williams is the other one. So pretty pretty kind of, you know, Red Bull, McLaren, Williams dominated at this stage of the award evening. Um, but yeah, over to you guys. James, what, what are you feeling? I'm feeling again. I mean, is, is there any point talking about it? <laughs> like, I mean, all right, William, I'm, I'm really glad Williams pushed on as they did. And yep. it was a very commendable effort, but they did come seventh. Uh, that's that's not team of the year like kind of positioning is it even if you've come from ninth tenth ish then <sighs> well you, you know not sure I'm... you let me know what you think yeah McLaren yeah I I think it was an incredible turnaround and that is worthy of certainly a nomination it's worthy of a, a bit of a shout but you know the uh, operationally Red Bull are just so near perfect barring Singapore I mean can you fault anything they did all year in 21 other races their the handling of the Nick DeVries thing <laughs> maybe <laughs> which isn't it's AlphaTauri 
I mean, that's really splitting hairs, isn't it? But um, yeah, I mean, you're right, right? Yeah, (laughs) you you can't escape the fact that it's crushing levels of dominance. I'm I'm actually a little bit disappointed they didn't um, sweep the season. I would have loved to have seen it. So, and I, I never thought I'd be sat here saying that. So, I yeah, like the fact one. they didn't. I like that that is still the, the kind of unattainable goal. It's like the the double hat trick in football that just no one ever quite manages. Like, yeah. I mean, kudos to Ferrari, ever the thorn in their rival side. <laughs> yeah, Abby, where 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 are where are you where where are you wanting to go with this wall? See. I get what James is saying, and you are right, and it should be Red Bull, but the McLaren fan in me is <laughs> saying McLaren because of... Uh, such an unbiased jury. <laughs> Abby, what are those things on the side of your head? Oh, they're, they're your blinkers. <laughs> you are... This is... So, <sighs> it's... Because Red Bull, yes... She's got two papayas either side of her head. <laughs> <laughs> they like did kind of fruit. incredibly well. And they did dominate all season. From the very start, they were exceptional. Yeah. But I'm still going to give it to McLaren because of how they, in the second half of the season, how they turned it around and managed to fight for podium places. Oscar won a sprint race, even though it's not really a race. Um, And yeah, so I'm saying McLaren. But Red Bull do deserve it as a team. I'm going to be really difficult. And I'm I'm going Williams because <laughs> the way they conducted themselves, the manner in which they did things. Yes, Logan Sargent wasn't up to where he needs to be next season, but James Vowles just was such a breath of, breath of fresh air. He was just the way he handled those situations, the way he articulated himself, the way he just he brought this kind of calm and class to the Piranha Club, and it was just. Wonderful to see. I loved how they broke that kind of fourth wall with the fans. They would address things directly. They wouldn't shy away from their shortcomings or failures. And they they did. I know, I know that isn't central to team the season, you know, but they did take a big step forward. And in relative terms, seventh is uh, really poor for a team like Williams with, with, with the legacy that they have. But I think given where they have been or were when, you know, say George Russell came into the sport, I think it's really something to behold. And I think that is you know, part down to you know, the likes of Alex Alvin and James Fowles, but also part to a whole host of people behind them. So I'm giving it to Williams. But as we know, Ollie did vote for a ball. So I think that takes it the vast majority of the nominees were for Red Bull, uh, for Max Verstappen for driver of the season. Likewise for Red Bull. So really, it's it's fitting that the team of the season is Red Bull. And so yeah, I mean, let's get straight into the next one. Um, I'm I'm sorry, Abby. I'm, you look like you're gonna hurt me. Uh, James is looking <laughs> smug because uh, logic has held out two for two so far. Logic, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're straight into race of the season. Uh, so Singapore, Las Vegas, Qatar, 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 however it's said, Belgium. Someone's also said the Qatar sprint or Qatar sprint. I'm going to just put that all in together. 
and the Dutch Grand Prix. So let's go Singapore, Vegas, Qatar, Belgium, Netherlands. Abby, what instantly piques your your fancy? Singapore, because I absolutely loved that race, and also because that was the race that I rated the highest on uh, all of our race review podcasts. To, yeah, so into the spreadsheet. You know, I yeah. kind of have to stick with that. So I'm going nerd. Singapore. I mean, at this point, just so. let me know what my highest was, and I'll, I'll vote that. <laughs> Save us all the trouble. Yours was Bahrain. Oh, oh, it's not a. Does it even make oh, it? James I'm got so so disenfranchised as the season went on. Yeah. <laughs> How did I give? What did I give Bahrain? Eight point five. Whoa. <laughs> what happened? What happened? Bahrain, Bahrain invented the McKenzie scale. I think it was before that, yeah. I gave that a right, 7.5. Maybe that's why. I've been what did I give Bahrain? By Seven. my petard. Oh. <laughs> you, you, you just, you'd, uh, it, was, it, was, it was the Alonso overtake. You're, you're all for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Oh, my God. I'm actually disappointed a different race didn't make it. Australia was absolute carnage of entertainment. Maybe I'm a little rose-tinted in it being the last three laps of chaos. But I thought it was quite interesting all the way through. The grumpy old man in me is like, I'm glad Australia's not there. I don't like it, how it was handled. <laughs> well, yeah, I thought it was that. a boring race. It shouldn't have been chaotic at the end. It's dangerous. It's silly. No. So, yeah, I mean, James, okay. out, of the, out of the list you can go for. Um, honestly, more than ever before, to a mixture of my own life, you know, becoming a dad and, and that. And... And that. The, <laughs> and 19 of the races being won by Max. Honestly, it is blurred into one. More than yeah, I've yeah. ever experienced with an F1 season. I remember, obviously, the, the headlines. I remember that the Dutch Grand Prix was just wet, dry, wet, dry. But somehow the fact that Max was always, from what, like lap three when Checo decided to lose eight seconds a lap or whatever it was, was pretty much somehow Max in the lead the whole time. Singapore... Uh, what were the other two, sorry? Belgium. Yeah. Um, Casa, Qatar. Vegas. Yeah. And and uh, the Dutch Grand Prix. Qatar, I wasn't able to even watch live, so I had to move that one to the side. Belgium. I'm also, on moral grounds, putting Casa to one side. Yeah. Um, the the I... one person who voted for it clearly loves chaos. <laughs> I think, I mean, yeah. I want to go against my logical first two, or maybe you know, double down on the logic and say, well, it was the only one when uh, Red Bull didn't win. So Singapore, done. There you go. Move on. All right. Yeah, fair. I mean, I, I don't think in good faith I can vote for Singapore, uh, partly because I haven't actually, I didn't actually watch the full race. I only saw highlights. I was on holiday. Um, I apologise. Uh, so I also fell asleep during the Vegas Grand Prix. As good it's as it going was. Well. Yeah, so uh as I said, Cassie. Did you see any dis- of the four nominated <laughs> races, Sam? <laughs> no, in fairness, there's more than four. There's there's five. Our host um, and editor in chief. <laughs> I saw I look, I'm I, I work a lot. So I apologize if I get sleepy <laughs> at six o'clock in the morning, uh having been up doing breaking news Tuesday. Um the Belgian Grand Prix, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm warming to it because I love the anthem so much. But 
in my heart of hearts. Category though, isn't there? Yeah, 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 yeah. I will save it. I'll save it for the for the category. The the you me at six fan uh, in me was just you know the song save it for the bedroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. That's that. yeah, yeah. What a great song. Abby's like I don't. I was like two when that song came out. <laughs> Probably like five to be fair. Um, but anyway, I'm going with the Dutch Grand Prix. I thought the weather added a real kind of um, unexpected uh, element. Um, There was a lot of chaos. I think the right person still won. And yeah, I just enjoyed the different strategies playing out, the mistakes that you're seeing happening from teams and strategy. Um, And it's also what Oli voted for. So that would split um, things. I think realistically, Ollie's vote maybe counts slightly less. Yeah, but I could be because he's not here. So, how do we deal Ooh, with? Oh no, with... Abby! Abby's <laughs> like, no, don't leave me. <laughs> how do we deal with splits? Is there an official process? I, th- I, I think I'm going to wing it. I'm going to Michael Massey this, and on the fly, I'm going to say that I think we should go for the nominee that got the most votes from the team. I agree mm-hmm. with that. So. That would be Singapore with eight compared to the two for the Dutch Grand Prix. Wow. It's a landslide. One of which was Ollie. Yeah, so it is a landslide. It's, it's <laughs> not even other close. One. Oh, no, you didn't vote. Okay. No, I didn't so, vote. Okay. Um, I, I can't remember who it was. Um, but yes, so I think I think that's fair. I think, that's, I think we've come to the right selection because... The final few laps were very exciting and it was, yeah, refreshing not to have a Red Bull win. So congratulations to the Singapore Grand Prix. You have been awarded the race of the season. Um, I'm not sure how you collect your medal, but uh, just know that you've, you've won it. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Moving straight on to number four, moments of the season. Now, last year, I'm pretty sure it was the Piasco, uh, the one. I know the Through Goes Hamilton was was up there. Um, but for, for this, we have five nominees. We have Hamilton's poll in Hungary. We have a, quite an overarching general one, which is the McLaren comeback. Um, We've got Lando Leeds at Silverstone. We've got Piastri's win in the Casa Sprint Race. And we have Sainz's win in Singapore. So, five worthy winners, potentially. Um, 
obviously some of them slightly different ilk. Obviously, Science is winning Singapore has already won most of the season. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think, yeah. I mean, that's my own personal whittling down. I'm going to remove that because it's already got race of the season. That is the moment there. I'm not going to double up the award. I was only just swayed into Singapore as it was. Um, then I don't think McLaren's comeback, as great as it was, was a moment. I mean, okay, we can look up the yeah. definition. A moment is, I believe... 1.5 seconds or something. I remember being told that at one point. Could be absolute crap. But either way, it's definitely not like for three I think, months. I think the McLaren comeback was an, was potentially an amalgamation of um, a few. Um, so we had a lot of kind of Silverstone-based um, answers in terms of uh, McLaren's comeback at Silverstone, even though mm. technically you could argue it was Austria. And uh, McLaren's podium at at home, um, which I'm assuming was the British Grand Prix, because uh, we don't have a Kiwi Grand Prix. Um, well, they are a British team; they're based on the British flag, to be fair. And then, yeah, and then, yeah, Lando leading at Silverstone. So it's a, it's a bit of an amalgamation. So maybe that kind of takes it out of the running because Lando leading no Lando leading Silverstone is his own category, is his own nominee. So. Yeah. And I do quite like that one. It was a great moment. Yeah, it was. Both of them swamping Max at the start was so unexpected. And even though you knew it was going to end the way it did, it was is, exciting. It's now time for a, for a, for a humble brag. <laughs> you didn't see um, it because you were no. I was running from the window. Biscuits. I, I was running from the window watching the start to the TV <laughs> to see it happen. No. <laughs> um, it's um, yeah. I I think it's. Definitely, definitely up there for me, Abby. Um, we haven't mentioned Hamilton pole in Hungary yet, but I feel like you're going to kind of lean towards one of the two McLaren boys here. So Lando leaning in Silverstone and Piastri actually winning. Um, oh, God, that was Cassie um, in Casa. <laughs> so, yeah, what, what are your feelings here? Well, like you guys have said, I would take McLaren's journey, development, whatever, out of the running. Um, Hamilton getting pole in Hungary was, it was a great moment because of how Mercedes season was going. All of them, Toto, George, Lewis, all expressed their contempt towards the W14. So it was good to see him get pole. However, Sam is right. I am going to lean more towards the McLaren boys. And I absolutely loved Lando leading the first few laps at Silverstone, that was great to see him leading the laps of his home race. But I feel like I'm leaning more towards Piastri because I I never expected him to stand on the top step of the podium before Norris, but he did. I'm still saying it's not a podium. I'll die on this hill. I'll (laughs) die on this non-podium hill. It's not a race. It is a sprint. But like I just I didn't think that would happen uh, before Norris. So I was very impressed. I'm gonna to go be fair, with I don't think Norris did either. No. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so 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 one for Piastri. James, would you want to lock in? Uh, I t- I'm struggling because I, I think Lewis's poll felt very cathartic. Like I putting bias back into the equation it's been a very painful 18 months as Lewis Hamilton van and that was like oh finally like he's actually back sitting on the number one spot again yeah but at the time yeah 18 months yeah yeah okay yeah yeah yeah. but 
there are two things that kind of ruined it for me. Firstly, the fact that uh, first corner and it was done. <laughs> but secondly, the the moment the moment was spoiled for me by uh, yeah a, a WhatsApp message uh, when I was on an eight second delay, at, oh, no. thirty second delay probably more realistically, but. Maybe that that's why I wasn't as excited at the time because I was like, okay, well, someone like just said, get in there, Lewis, or something. I was like, well, okay, I'm pretty sure I know what's going to happen here. I think, putting that aside, I think that was probably my moment of the year. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to vote for it. There you go. Go on. You go, you go in Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Because I, I can't. I don't think I can vote for Hamilton because, and maybe it's that kind of, uh, you become saturated by success or, or, or your driver's success or team success. And it's just a poll. Like, that's how I kind of feel about it. Like, you know, he's won seven world championships and count, yeah, you know, 103, 104 races or whatever. And also it's that kind of, you know, that clip of um, Kobe Bryant during the NBA finals one year where they're two up. And it's the best of four seas series. And someone's like, you know, you must be pretty pleased and you know, kind of, you know, you're happy. And he goes, what's there, to, what's there to be happy about? Job's not done. Like, it's not over. And that's how I kind of feel about that. Like, he didn't get it done. And you could you can apply the same logic to Lando Norris at Silverstone. But in the moment, I think that was more exciting. That was more captivating. So I'm leaning more towards that than I am um, Hamilton. But for me, Piastri is the real outlier here because it just was so unexpected. I, I'm, I'm really, really torn. So I think I, I think I have to go for Lando because of this. Just oh my god, he's leading. He they 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 swamped Max off the line as he said, and wow, this is home race. So that's where my vote lies. Um, so. Again, I think we're splitting it, but Ollie being the deciding vote here because he did vote for one of those three. Anyone want to cast a guess as to who he voted for? Hamilton. No, he voted for Lando Norris at Silverstone. Did oh. He did. So, I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm I'm prejudicing uh, this because I, obviously I can see this in front of me, but yeah, so. With that, I think are we are we in agreement? Are we in acceptance yes. that Lando Norris and Absolutely. his leading the British Grand Prix is the winner of moment of the season? Congratulations, Lando. Uh, and then next up, I mean, the next couple are, are two of my favourite awards because they're just so, so beautifully subjective. I mean, they all are, but this is really, really subjective. Um, so first up, we've got most attractive car of the season. So our nominees are the Alfa Romeo. I can't remember the car names, but the Alfa Romeo. Ferrari. The Golf Williams. So specifically, the what was it two or three races they ran it yeah. after the summer break? So the Golf Williams, um, the other the 800 Grand Prix Williams was nominated. Interestingly, the actual just standard Williams was not. But so those three, and then also Aston Martin is the fourth nominee. So 
out of those four, where 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 are you where are you wanting to go? And also interestingly, if you could have free reign, where would where would you vote? Well, the one that I would have said is not in that list. Was it Mercedes? Yes, because I yeah, was really I, disappointed I think, last season yeah. when they went back to silver because I just think the black yep. looks really cool. Yep. But yep. sticking to the list, obviously. Yep. Um I do like the Afro Mayo. I like Ooh. the red and the black and with the white writing along the sideboards with steak and that. I think it just looks it looked really sleek. Um Interesting. <laughs> Go on, sorry. Sorry. Um, I'm merely commenting. But with the Williams, I did like their golf livery. I prefer the partnership between Williams and golf than I did McLaren and golf. But their 800th livery was really nice, I think. The blue was just stunning. And then the white design at the back, I really liked. So I think I'm going to have to go with that one. I mean, that's not one of the nominees. I thought you said it was. Is it not? No, I'm saying someone voted for it, but it didn't make oh. the cut. Well, I agree with whoever oh, voted for that one. Otherwise, okay, Alfa Romeo. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, interesting, because my take on the Alfa Romeo car, actually one of the things I hate the most was the steak logo. Yep. I think really? it looks cheap. And then they added kick in yeah. fluorescent green. Oh, yeah, no, I don't like that bit. And I also hated also that. Both awful companies sorry we're not getting sponsored by them anytime soon but i wouldn't want to be they're horrible companies <laughs> yeah yeah so so moral grounds for james alfa is out also just i yeah i preferred it and with the scarlet grounds. and white yeah aesthetic as yes well. ag- agreed I, I i'm i'm there as well i think last year's car was nicer it fell um, into the the bit where it was yeah as everyone knows now everyone was getting more and more black and more and more carbon fiber and it was another disappointing like oh okay cool right there they they got really... dark mode as well yeah the, fa- so many social media admins did in fairness they were able to to retain their livery all season because they basically cut part of their car out they had the shortest wheelbase on the grid yeah. <laughs> and were the first to achieve the weight limit so you know maybe their balance wasn't quite where it should be and we saw that in the second half last year but i i abby i preferred the uh the mclaren golf livery to the williams golf livery the williams golf livery was not the one i voted for in the little kind of uh um, competition they ran uh, i preferred the actual standard livery i thought some of their I thought the 800 Grand Prix one, and especially the Vegas one, looks a little bit tacky, if I'm being honest. Um, so, how are that list? I'm going to go. I, I, I'm, I'm going to jump in before you, James. I apologise because I'm, I'm mid flow, and do. let's change things up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going, I'm going Aston Martin, and oh, I actually I think I might. They were one of the nominees. I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> do you want to and change? Ferrari, Ferrari are there as well, um, and I think I may have voted Ferrari higher in my pre-season list which always gets me abuse uh, in our comments section. Um, someone calling me colorblind last year and uh, has someone said I had no artistic style. Uh, fair enough. Uh, McLaren fans can be particularly um, hateful, yeah. it would appear. It's all uh, so, Abby under various aliases. Yeah. <laughs> I can track your IP address, Abby. Um, so I'm going I'm to go Aston Martin, uh, but it would be Ferrari if it weren't them. Can I change mine? Because I forgot they were nominated. 
Oh, here we go. Can I go Aston Martin as well? You can. You can. James? Uh, The one I'm disappointed that hasn't featured is the Vegas Red Bull. Was it the Vegas? (gasps) Yeah. The the purple one. That was nice. I did like that. Because I miss the purple on the Red Bull. I like it when teams... I don't. Yeah, I know. we've, We've discussed this. But I like... There are no purple teams, and I like it when someone mixes it up. And you know, there's a lot of blue, uh, as we all know, and there are so many other colours out there. I, I guess by that logic, I, I should also go for Aston as the only green team. But I don't, I don't want to overreact, James. But I think purple's a stupid colour for an F1 car um, <laughs> <laughs> because I miss, like I miss the Jordans. Uh, I miss the yellow. I miss. I did miss Jaguar for a long, long time, and so Aston Martin has a very special place in my heart because of that. I also miss pink being you know, on the grid to a certain extent. I actually have come to miss light blue from Benetton or Renault. So there's lots of colours I miss not being on the grid, but maybe it's because there hasn't really been a purple card that I can remember. Um, what What do you have against purple? Uh, it's too regal for my for my liking. Too regal. Uh, I, 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 I know you're from Windsor, uh, but <laughs> it's just, I don't know, it just I just never really gelled with the colour purple. Uh, I mean, that's going into my uh, Sam sentences, <laughs> <laughs> nominations for the, the best ones in this show that I'll be coming back to later, also with, uh, without much ado about nothing, which is probably going to win. <laughs> I mean, um, that was just stupid. Uh, but... <laughs> Um, so unshakespearean i yeah i think i agree that i preferred one of the other options of the golf williams but i still liked it quite quite a lot aston now i'm going aston Aston. i've just you know this this talk of shakespeare has reminded me of when we were getting the the dickens titles oh uh, yeah was it around the, the u.s Grand Prix? i think um, i can't remember how that came out but i really enjoyed that um well that's all three of us and it's also ollie as well um so that is a clean sweep landslide. yeah a whitewash um a unanimous decision i'm sorry to our team at formula nerds who voted um it was fairly split to be fair there were like eight different nominees um Alfa Romeo got five, and that was the highest scorer out of our pool, our team at Formula Nerds. Uh, But no, we've overridden you, and we've gone Aston Martin as the true Brits that we are. Uh, So that leads us nicely on to the least attractive car of the season. And uh, we've got a few nominees here, one of which is Alfa Romeo. Yeah, it's playing both sides here. It's a divisive car, uh, polarizing. Um, the others are the Haas. Fair enough. It looked like two different cars from different angles. It was a bit weird. And interesting, we've got a couple of kind of I don't know how to describe them, but we've got McLaren, and then someone's also voted for the Monaco, specifically the Monaco McLaren. So I've kind of included that into a one option. Which one was that? What was in McLaren? What was in Monaco? That was the triple crown one. That was the white, oh, the white. black, and orange one, which I actually think was quite nice. Yeah, I thought it was nicer than the that. silver one. Williams and McLaren have run so many special liveries that I'm starting yep. to lose track. Yeah, um, it gets a little bit silly. It's oversaturation, um, and yeah, I don't think it's 
Good. Um, fourth nominee is Alpine, and someone also voted Alpine specifically. Um, so yeah, that can we can throw that one in as well. So Haas, Alpine, plural, McLaren, plural, and Alfa Romeo. I'm a little bit miffed as to why Alpha Tauri only got one vote and therefore didn't make the cut. Yeah, that was my worst. I think it was your worst as well. It was on on my prediction piece, and I think I got significantly less um, hateful messages this year. So where are all the Al- the Alpha Tauri fans? You know, but anyway, Abby, what what are your feelings? Um. Well, I remember with the McLaren. I think I said it looked like a Jalux paint colour chart because there are so many different colours on it. Google. Google again ruins it. it you sound so yeah. hurt that McLaren's made this list. <laughs> God. Um their triple crown livery, I did actually like. I think the the white Same. was a nice touch. Yeah. Um what other ones were there? Alpha Tari, I didn't like that. Um but as you guys said, that it's wasn't a nominee. No, no, I remembered that one, see. Um but I think I'm going to have to go with Alpine, specifically the pink one, because I just really didn't like the pink Alpine. The 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 pink racing points were nicer than the pink yeah. Alpines. Yeah. Fair. So, okay, so Alpine, caveat, pink yeah. one. Um, James? I think I might go Alpine as well. I've always... I feel like Ooh. they've overpromised and under underdelivered. Sean Bull, that everyone was so excited about this guy who came from social media and always brought these amazing liveries, and he showed just how hard it is for the official designers of these liveries yeah. to do it within the constraints of sponsors and this, that, and the other. It 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 would pretty promise like Miami Vice vibes, and then again, I just felt like it was a bit boring and a couple of bits of it really didn't work and I agree that the pink one was a bit rubbish so I don't feel particularly strongly about the alpha having <laughs> absolutely slagged it off in the previous award uh, that was under the pretense of it being the best and I don't think it, at all it's the best but I don't think it's the worst either and fair yeah that makes sense yeah uh, I quite enjoyed the Monaco McLaren and the McLaren in general yeah, the, the Google is annoying, but as a, as an overall livery, I, I don't hate it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll go with Alpine. Fair enough. I mean, I'm I'm not going to McLaren uh, for this one uh, to avoid the vitriol of the McLaren fan base, partly, and also um, because I actually thought it was a lot nicer this year than it was in 2022. The Haas, I think I actually kind of rated it kind of mid-table at the start of the season, but... I've grown weary of it over the year. So I'm actually going to vote for Haas. I entirely forgot about Haas, but uh, because it's forgettable, <laughs> I'm going to let it off and I'll stick with Alpine. Okay, okay. I'm going for Haas. I didn't like how it looked nice. It looked it looked nice from the front. It looked nice from the side. However, it didn't look like it was the same car. It didn't look it, nice from an angle. <laughs> It just looked like the grey angle. It just looked odd when you. It looked like someone had. Did you ever watch Scrap Heap Scrap Heap Challenge? Uh, I I watched the odd one. Yeah, 
You know when no. they used to like fu- okay. <laughs> Abby's like, what Never is this? Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was a, a popular um evening program, like you know, six forty in the evening program, um, for dads um and their sons. Um in the early two thousands on Channel Four. Uh with a kind of wacky I can't remember the presenter's name. Robert Llewellyn. Um, yes, Robert Llewellyn. Also Brighton and, in Red Dwarf. Yes. Um and I think Abby's just totally lost on, is it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you know do you know Craig Charles, Abby? No. Do you remember Robot Wars? Yeah. I mean we, there's this we, we could go on forever with this. <laughs> if we could. I mean yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, light entertainment six forty five program <laughs> yeah. nominations yeah. are. Yes. Um so um I've actually totally lost lost where I was going with this. Oh yeah, it's like two cars fused together. Yeah, it was like two cars fused together. Basically, that was the only point I wanted to make. But yeah, here we are uh, discussing Robert Llewellyn and Scrappy Challenge. So uh, that aside, I am going for the Hass. Dear Ollie, when Alf Romeo, he he couldn't put his ambivalence aside. He went straight for it. Uh, so with that. It is the Alpine that wins, by default, the least attractive car of 2023. Next up, we have Funniest Moment. I hope I remember these because, you know, it's not that funny when you don't remember. But... The nominees are Broken Trophy. So the Hungarian Grand Prix. I feel like there are more broken trophies. This could be, you know, a collective of them. But I think specifically the one that jumps to mind for me is Lando Norris breaking Max Verstappen's race winning trophy in Hungary. Um, We'll get on to specifics around that in a moment. Uh, George Russell mistaking his sweat for rain. Uh, I think it was a Spanish Grand Prix, was it? Was that a Spanish Grand Prix? Yeah. Um, The Alonso and Taylor Swift rumours, which I totally forgot about, in the midst of Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah. I know who I'd rather date. Probably Taylor Swift, actually. (laughs) That that silence hung in the air, didn't it? (laughs) Well, I think I think Travis Kelsey's a bit uh, he's a bit hunky, isn't he? I think you can't deny that. Um, even if uh, Alonso is a, a bit of a, a silver fox, I already have too many nominations for the Sam's Best Sentence of the Awards Award. No, I've got to be entertaining. Like this, this is what I'm here for. Um, the the George Russell T-pose okay. in the. Uh, uh, demonstrating for the, for the, the credits there. Sam yeah. uh, his arms out wide like my grandmother who used to call me and try and show me things this was before the advent of uh, the video calls um, and the Sergio Perez introduction in Las Vegas where he looked oh, utterly was, bemused so and miffed and just like I don't want to be here gets me out of this situation so those are the five nominees this is one of the rare ones where Ollie has not voted for something that has made the cut. Ollie's vote okay. was GP putting Max in his place, which has happened a few times, but I think specifically he meant in Austin, where I, I can't really remember Max was you know, being Max and GP was like, no, I've had, I'm, I'm sick of this. We've won 
basically every race this season. Please stop complaining down the radio to me. But that aside, out of those five nominees, the Broken Trophy, Russell Sweat, Alonso and Swift, Russell Tipos, and, Alon- and Perez intro in Vegas, where do your loyalties lie? Abby. Okay, the Russell Tipos, I wouldn't really say that's one of the funniest moments for me. Because um, it's just... Got a bit annoying, to be fair. In the intro. And, yeah. you know, that the intro was the time where I'd get a drink and make sure I was ready to sit down and watch the race. So I didn't actually watch that. Um, well, you never watched it. Twenty. I watched it like... Like every single Ab- session. Twice. Abby, Abby is, wait for twice. it. Twice. Teetotal. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I am tonight. I wasn't over Christmas. Um, what were the other ones? The trophy one, that I remember. That and Russell um, confusing his sweat for rain. They're the two that kind of stand out to me. Taylor Swift and Alonso, I'd completely forgotten about because as an NFL fan as well, Kelsey and Swift, that's more at the forefront of my mind. Yeah, even though his brother was the one who was nominated for the Sexiest Man of the Year. But anyway, it's moving on. What? Jason Kelsey? Yeah, he was one of the nominees. I mean, you know, I should probably support that. He's got that kind of, you know, rugged lumberjacky look uh, about him, (laughs) uh, which I think think I'm much more a Jason Kelsey than a Travis Kelsey, so... I, I think I think we should stand that. <laughs> James is horrified. He's like, what is going on? <laughs> the Sam's best line machine next to me has just exploded. <laughs> um, what was the other nomination? Um, Sergio Perez's intro at Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. yeah, see, I can't really remember that. Oh, it's so good. That's, I mean, spoiler alert, that's getting my vote. <laughs> It was um, um what's his name? The uh the guy who Oh he him. he has a name, he does have a name. Yeah. <laughs> as, um, as most people do. Um Was it Chuck No I don't know. Sam's Googling it. We're gonna I'm 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 not Googling it. I can Google it. Shall I Google it? I'll Google it. Okay, let's Google it. Right, okay. Lance Bass Chuck Bass, Chuck, <laughs> Chuck Bass. All right, okay. No, I'm Abby, get that fish. Did you ever, that's the singing. Did you ever watch Gossip Girl? Yes, um, I did. Sergio Perez, intro, Las Vegas. Bruce Buffer, Bruce UFC's Buffer. Bruce exactly Buffer. What I said it was not Lance Bass. Lance Bass wasn't he in NSYNC? I don't know. <laughs> I would have to say I'd have to say the trophy I think or Russell mm. okay Russell sweat because yeah that one oh, such, such enthusiasm <laughs> yeah that one I yeah, guess fine whatever I, right I'm going to be far more enthused by uh, yes uh, Bruce Buffer introducing Sergio Checo Perez so Abby, I know you can't really remember. I'm moving away from the mic, but he's he's the one who did the, the very American intro. It's like, Sergio Checo Perez! Like, full-blown 20 E's in Checo. But he does it right into Checo's face, like <laughs> centimetres <laughs> from bloke. it. And Checo's just like... <laughs> you know the uh, um, that gif of, like, the, the like teddy bear or the monkey or whatever that's just, like, side-eyeing the camera? Mm. Yeah, he's basically doing that and then awkwardly kind of goes, 
where where am I supposed to go? And then wanders off and just ah, <laughs> uh, I love I love it so much. I could watch it forever. So that that is one hundred percent getting my vote. Also, I will segue into Sam because I know this is something we spoke about. The Lando Trophy thing kind of rubbed me up the wrong way. The, yep. the way that Lando dealt with it, it it gave me a bit of a crisis of confidence about supporting Lando even. Like, yep. it made me question. I was like, because I've always supported Lando since he came in. And I th- it made me think, like, I feel like he's kind of changed gradually and I didn't realise. And I'm not sure if I actually like him as much as I used to. It was a bit um, frat boy Mm. It, I, plain and simple I just didn't think it was funny when we found out the number of man hours that went into building each of those trophies or creating each of those trophies the fa- it was just the I think his ambivalence is kind of just like Meh? like I don't care kind of attitude towards it I just yeah the it, interviews it, after and I know like yeah, he just didn't seem he was like, completely unapologetic he has that sarcastic trait which is very British yep. and I do yep. like it in Lando but it wasn't mm. the place for it. And it almost felt a bit more, it wasn't like he was awkward about it. It just seemed like he, it made him look very spoiled. Like he just didn't actually, it didn't register with him at all. Yeah. I, th- I think unfortunately for Lando, I don't think it's necessarily, necessary how he intends it to be, but sometimes his delivery is a little bit off. And like that time when Ted Kravitz, yeah, like Ted Kravitz asked him a question and about the car. And he was like, well, you drive the car then. And it didn't come across as kind of funny, dry, sarcastic. It came across as bratty. Yeah. Yeah, Like it just, it just didn't work. And I don't think that was his intention. So, yeah, I think his intentions are are good, uh, generally. Um, so yeah, I, I can't, I can't vote for that one. The Russell Sweat thing was funny. The Alonzo Swift thing was, yeah, was amusing. I'm with you on the, the T post thing, Abby. Um, but in terms of laugh out loud single moment, for me, it was the Sergio Perez intro in Vegas as well. It just was so, oh boy. yeah, it was just cringe. Just, I felt for Sergio Perez in that moment. I was just like, yeah, I would be totally with you. Like, just get me out of this situation. So, yeah, with that, I guess Sergio Perez and Bruce Buffer, whoever his name is, share this award. Um, for a combined team effort to create the moment in Las Vegas, Sergio Perez, Bruce Buffer win the Funniest Moment of the Year awards. Next up, we have Underdog of the Season. So this list is a combination of teams or team and drivers. And I will um, reveal Ollie's vote in due course. We have Williams, Oscar Piastri, Yuki Sonoda, Alex Albon, and Liam Lawson. James, you're wincing. I don't know if it's because you can't decide or because that's a no, no, five names to remember. <laughs> trying to trying to remember them all, and also the yeah. So when you said about the combinations I thought you were going to say like Williams and Albon as a nominee oh no so I was like waiting for them to link up and then they didn't no Uh, right Uh, it's just how people interpreted the question yes I think I'm going to go for Liam Lawson gut instinct yeah like Oscar's had an amazing rookie year although I, I do think a little overrated 
we may come back to that at some point. <laughs> Controversial as that is. Oh, Abby's looking fierce. <laughs> She's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you, Mackenzie. Um, but he came in, with high ex- <laughs> came in with high expectations, and uh, Liam didn't, and then pretty much mm. smashed out of the park. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Yuki was better than expected, but I don't know if you can really call him an underdog. Yeah, yeah. Um, the- Williams, yeah, I've already covered. Yeah, I'm going Liam. I, th- I think that's a, a fair choice. Abby? I'd have to agree. I think like you could say Williams and Albon and that, but I think definitely Lawson, like James. Piastri, he did come with a lot of expectations because of his junior career. The limelight was on him from the start because of the switch from Alpine to McLaren. Yeah. And he did do very well. He did, but I don't yep. think I don't think he's really an underdog in his rookie season. Whereas Lawson, it was a surprise for him to be in the car. And no one really knew how he would measure up one against Sonoda, but also compared to Ricardo. And then comparing to the Red Bull drivers, obviously different cars. But I, I yeah, I think Lawson. And he's gone in the space yeah. of what, like four races, even yeah. five, two races, where yeah, yeah, coming in is probably another Red Bull also run to. He's now like seen as a shoe in for twenty twenty five somewhere yeah. on the grid, like, but also in the space of two races. You compare how Ricardo fared and how Lawson fared against Yuki Soda. There's actually not that much difference. Like, yeah, you could you could easily make the argument that Lawson should be one in the seat next year. So. I think he's, that's a very astute choice because he, and also for me, the way he adapted on that weekend when Ricardo got injured in the Netherlands to get in that car, it was a chaotic weekend, chaotic race. And he just, it was like ducks for water. So yeah, I think that's an excellent choice. Alex Albon, I would love to go for. However, I think if he was coming if this was his first season back from his sabbatical, I think that would maybe yeah. reframe things differently. However, he has had the year to bed in. So again, not really a uh, uh, an underdog. Likewise with Yuki Snowder, Oscar Piastri, as we know, we've said time and time again, he managed to win in a lose-lose situation. But he is a back-to-back F3, F2 champion. He's no underdog. Um, and Williams, I just think, is a little bit too general. This is a team that's won countless championships. So... I don't think you can really call uh, an underdog. So with that, somewhat by default, but also on merit, weirdly, contradictory, um, Liam Lawson gets my vote. And you'll be pleased to know to complete the Queen Sweep. The Queen Sweep? To complete the Clean Sleep. Clean Sleep? (laughs) Oh my goodness. What has happened? To complete the Clean Sweep, Ollie also voted for Liam Lawson. So with that... He's had a stellar year, almost won the Super Formula title, scored his first Formula One points, and also picked up his first nerdy. Congratulations, Liam Lawson. You are the underdog of the season for 2023. Moving swiftly on as we do. Um, best national anthem. Oh, oh, I feel like I should have like, you know, built up to that one a little bit more because this is the big one. This is the big one. It should actually be probably the last um the last award of the evening. As you all know, anthems are quite big around here. They are anthems after all. So the nominees 
for National Anthem of the Season are the Dutch Grand Prix. Admittedly, some people may have misinterpreted this as podium anthems, but nevertheless, it's made the car, and that's why we decide. The US Grand Prix, the Italian Grand Prix, the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, and the Belgian Grand Prix. I'm going to have to call on Abby's spreadsheet here. Uh, yeah, give me a little hint as to which those were. I can't remember off the top of my head as much as I enjoy the anthem reviews. Okay, well, one of us rated the Dutch Grand Prix national anthem an eleven. What? <laughs> I can't that even was remember Ollie. it. Uh, I mean, I was going to say that sounds like That's an Ollie. Ollie. You, you know what's really funny is Ollie's voted to be Azerbaijan Grand Prix. <laughs> <laughs> Which he gave what? Oh. He gave that a nine. Okay, oh, fair right. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, not, 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 not a world away. There must have been something exciting that happened for Ollie to go 11 for the Dutch national anthem. One, an anthem we'd heard so many times already this season. Fair play. That's That's impressive. Abby, what, what 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 did you go for? What was your highest score of the year? Was it on the list, the short list? Uh, no. <laughs> Mine was Canada. Okay. okay. Can't remember that one either. <laughs> <laughs> Good work. Um, but out of the ones on the list, I... Mm, see, right. I'd have to go <laughs> with <laughs> either the Dutch Grand Prix or the US Grand Prix because I rated them both an eight. That's pretty okay. high. I feel like you're 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 deferring to a spreadsheet here when you should be going on gut instinct. <laughs> I am referring to a spreadsheet. The numbers um, do lie, Abby. The numbers lie. Yes. But no, I think it's Azerbaijan I can a nominee. Remember. Yeah, Azerbaijan's a nominee. Because that's the one I can remember more. Mainly yep, because yep, of all the yep, dresses yep. and then them turning yep. around into the flag. Um yep. So that, I think I'm going to have to go well with that one. Street. What yeah. did I rate the Azerbaijan? <laughs> Straight in my basket. You rated the Azerbaijan Grand Prix a 6 out of 10, James. Oh. 6, you miserable, miserable man. It's above, it's above average <laughs> on the Mackenzie scale. What did I give the others? It doesn't mean it's good. Oh, quickly. Um, the Was Belgium on there? It was, wasn't it? Oh, yes. um, You weren't on that podcast, so I don't way. have a rating okay. for you. Uh, <laughs> Dutch Grand Prix... You gave a six. Italian oh, Grand no. Prix, a 6.5. The US <laughs> Grand Prix, a five. <laughs> this is not James's category this year. No. All <laughs> uh, right. I'll tell you what, I'm going, I'm going as a fun, even if it got 0.5 less. Yeah, fair. Okay. I mean, I know where I'm going. And when someone nominated it, I was over the moon. Um, it's got to be the Belgian Grand Prix. I absolutely loved it then, and I love it now. I think I voted it 10 out of 10, if I'm not you mistaken. You did. That was I your did highest. So that's where I'm going. Um, but unfortunately, I am but a fish in the ocean of the voting process here. And Ollie, as we know, went Azerbaijan. So therefore, fair enough. It was, it was fantastic. Potentially mimed, but nevertheless, best anthem of the season goes to the Azerbaijan Grand Prix with the Azerbaijan National Anthem. Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan, 
leading us on nicely to the worst anthem of the season. Interestingly, we have a fair amount of crossover here. A fair amount of crossover. <laughs> um, seems Dutch like national anthems in, are... Well, wait, the Dutch Grand Prix has made it in. Because uh, again, it, it yeah. could be that people are sick of it. You know, um, the Belgian Grand Prix, I am furious with. I'm going to have to go back and find two voters for that and, I don't know, fire them. Um, <laughs> and... The Azerbaijan Grand Prix has also made it in. Again, you know, I, I may have to um, hold disciplinaries with some people. Um, the two, I think, the two fair um, nominees here are the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. I was going to say that needed to be in there based off of our ratings earlier in the season. It did. It did. And also, humble brag alert, the British Grand Prix is the other nominee Damien Lewis. Yeah. He is a man of many talents. Um, and I don't think we can say that playing the national anthem was one of them, which is a, a real shame um, for him. So, yeah, really, for me, and I think you guys will maybe agree, we can whistle this down straight away to the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix and the British Grand Prix for the worst national anthem of the season. Are you both happy to do so? Yep. Yes. yes. Okay, cool. Good stuff. James. What 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 is your inclination? Because I know that you are pleased that the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix was included. It was one of the worst things I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to live with a sometimes crying child. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it was a real shocker. Damien Lewis also <laughs> very bad. It. Damien Lewis set a very low bar to clear, but somehow the Saudi Arabian national anthem managed to limbo under it uh, and <laughs> obtain my vote in the process. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. F- fair enough. It was. It was horrific. Um, what was the race where? Was that the race where the 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 woman wasn't singing or the mic cut, and there was just the kid. Was that what, the Saudi, Saudi Arabia? Arabia? No, no, yeah. it was the, like massively out of tune. Um, it looked like it was a, I can't remember how he phrased it at the time, but it looked like it was a kind of award winners type. No one had played the instrument before. Oh, like, like the Make-A-Wish Foundation could have, you know, I've yeah. always wanted to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, what were the scores, Abby, for that across the board? Well, the British Grand Prix podcast, all four of us were on, and on average it got 2.13. 2.13 all. The Saudi Arabian Race Review Podcast. James, you weren't on that one. But yeah, I remember this. From me, Sam, and Ollie, the average was minus two. So there you go. And, and mine <laughs> would have been minus three. So, no spoilers yeah. for guessing which uh, which one Ollie voted for. <laughs> Ollie voted for the British Grand Prix, even though he was part oh. of the minus two for Saudi Arabia. So right. Ollie voted for the British Grand Prix. Abby, where are you going for your vote? See, I can That's remember. Like I can remember the I'm British Grand Prix one more. But oh, if, if Saudi Arabia doesn't win, I'm, I'm, I'm storming <laughs> off. <laughs> I, re- I remember it more, but I am going to go Saudi Arabia. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I feel bad because I, 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 I only remember parts of it, but also, I know I said the numbers. The numbers Minus lie, Sabi, but also the numbers don't lie, do they? Yeah. Um, 
I'm I'm sorry, Ollie. Um, we're going the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix uh, for this one, three to one. Um, and to be fair, that was the consensus pick out of our our team at Formula Nerds. So we've played it safe. I think we've made the right decision. Saudi Arabia, the second wooden spoon of the evening, um, goes to you. I'm sorry, but you've only got what two three months um, until you get to uh, an, a second bite at the apple. So. Or cherry, rather. <laughs> so, yeah, enjoy. Wow. <laughs> James, stop it. Next up is the 11th wall of the season, and it is the overtake of the season. So, the nominees are, I mean, we've, we've got some absolute humdingers in this list. We've got Fernando Alonso on Sergio Perez in Brazil. We have okay. Fernando Alonso on Lewis Hamilton in Bahrain. We've got Charles Leclerc on Sergio Perez who's a bit of a victim on this list in Las Vegas uh, to retake uh, the position on the last lap we also have Ocon on Sargent in Las Vegas and we have Oliver Behrman uh, on table chair in Hungary in the sprint wow um, yeah Oliver Behrman's made his way onto the list a few times he's the first time I mentioned it he also made it to the list of um, underdog of the season I think it was um, but I didn't mention him, but I think we can exclude that one because this is the F1 uh, yeah. show or award ceremony. Um, it's not the F1 show. I'm pretty sure that's probably a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with that, where are we thinking? We've got Alonso on Perez, Alonso on Hamilton, Leclerc on Perez, and Ocon on Sargent. Um, so that was Brazil, Bahrain, Vegas, and Vegas. I can't remember Ocon and Sargent. No, I can't really. They only got one nomination. Okay. All right, so Charles won the official overtake of the year, didn't he? What, for Perez in Vegas? Yeah. 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 I believe. I think, oh, it's, it, for me, it's, yeah, it's one of the two Perez overtakes. Yeah, that's fair. Abby, Abby do you have a, a, a strong feeling whilst I, I weigh that up? I would to have to say Alonso on Perez in Brazil because that was the like the photo finish, wasn't it? At the very end. No, so the the move came before. Yeah, but it like led to the photo finish. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, I'd have to say that one because, like you guys, I don't really remember the Ocon one, um, and I just I think Alonso has done quite a few incredible overtakes throughout this season yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go Alonso on Perez fair I, dear Ollie I, I've been I've been swayed into you've been swayed into, yeah Abby's reasoning is is very sound I think Alonso yeah. is a worthy winner of our overtake of the year having not won arguably controversially the official F1 overtake of the year yeah. and yeah, I, I, part, I mean, I do think that Ocon's one must have been a banger to get 
you know, to get a mention from our our one member of the team, but without being able to see it, uh, I will go for Alonso. So Alonso and Perez as well. So that's two for Alonso and Perez. Well, Ollie, dear Ollie, did vote for Alonso um, on Housen. I feel like that was like, you know, that meme where it's like, call an ambulance. But not for me. me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, Abby's not impressed with our meme references. Um, (laughs) She was just like, get on with it. Um, I'm going to go, you know what? I'm also going to go Alonso and Perez because that was so exciting. That was just a great few laps. It was a great defensive display. It was just absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, with that, Fernando Alonso wins our overtake of the season for his move on Sergio Perez on the last lap of the Sao Paulo Grand Prix. Congratulations, Fernando. Um, Yeah. Like many people this evening, I'm sure this will be high up on your list of accolades when your career is said and done. Next up, we have mistake of the season. So our third wooden spoon prize of the evening we have we've actually got quite a few nominees here we've got um, five six six okay so we've got Lance Stroll in qualifying for the Singapore Grand Prix we've got George Russell on the last lap of the Singapore Grand Prix Hmm. I'm not including it but someone's just said Ferrari which I quite (laughs) like (laughs) Um, Sergio Perez's mistake on the first lap of the New Mexico City Grand Prix Lando Norris's mistake in Casa qualifying. I mean, he made a mistake in both Casa qualifying, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, Alpha Tauri not keeping Liam Lawson. <laughs> fair. Yeah, okay. Controversial. Um, and then also, brutally, Williams retaining Logan Sargent. Which I don't think you can say is a mistake of the season because we haven't seen it, how it's played out yet. No. I think that Russell is an absolute slam dunk for me. Abby? I mean, James has been short and very sweet with that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah Russell is definitely in my top two. But I think also Perez in Mexico, because, like, I know it's your home race and you want to score well and finish well and take the risks, but that was just, like, it wasn't needed. He could have waited a bit longer and played the game. So yeah. I think I'm going to go... Perez, Mexico City Grand Prix. Yes, I think that's a fair vote. That's also where I'm going with this. Uh, I think I said at the time in a piece that it was almost like in trying to win the battle, Sergio Perez might end up losing the war. Mm. It felt like his priorities were all wrong in that moment. And it's interesting because I don't know if you've watched the Braun documentary yet, but Rubens Barrichello was saying that if you give me the choice between winning my home race and winning a world championship, I'd rather win my home race which is potentially kind of where wow. Sergio Perez's head is, which is uh, mind-boggling to me. But also, I've never been close to being a high-level athlete. So, yeah, I can't. you can't knock it, really. Um, so, yeah, I'm going Sergio Perez in Mexico uh, to make it 2-1. to one. Ollie is going George Russell in Singapore. Ooh. Ooh. Over to the team. So, yeah, so it splits it. 
Just to quickly address some of the other nominees, I thought the Russell Singapore qualif- uh, sorry, the Stroll Singapore qualifying nomination was maybe a little bit harsh. It was a big mistake, but also he was on the limits qualifying. Um, and also the not keeping Lawson and the keeping Logan Sargent ones are um, brutal. Um, the Lando Norris in Qatar qualifying, yeah, it was a big mistake because he lost out the opportunity to win. Um, fair, that's a good point. But also... Um, I just don't, I think it pales in comparison to the uh, Russell and the Perez nominees. The deciding factor, if we're going down that line of going to the pool, would see it swing to George Russell. He got seven nominations for this from our team, whereas Sergio Perez only got the one. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. By that, despite my yeah. slam dunk comment, I, I thought it was a, a very worthy second. Yeah, so, well, I guess that... context a bit, isn't it? Like George being the last lap throwing, yeah, Yeah. and driving into the wall where, you know, Checo, it's a bit more like, oh, you know, it was a three into one unfortunate thing, but yeah. Yeah, whereas Sergio Perez is so much more hypothetical. Yeah. Or theoretical. Mm. Whereas George Russell threw away. away, Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. like he obviously threw away a pretty much guaranteed podium. So... With that, George Russell wins the stake of the season, the wooden spoon, the third wooden spoon of the evening. Um, Commiserations to you, George. We've only got three awards left. Um, So first of those three is Surprise Driver of the Year. I left this quite open, so it can go either way. So we, I guess we have to kind of determine if someone thinks it's surprisingly good or surprisingly bad. So the nominees are Alex Albon. I'm assuming that's good. Oscar Piastri. I'm assuming that's good. And Liam Lawson. I'm also assuming that's good. I'm going to say straight out the straight out of the blocks that Ollie voted for Sergio Perez, obviously for bad, mm. who didn't make the cut. Um, someone did vote for Gabriel Borsellino um, in our in our F two F three sweepstakes. <laughs> so congratulations to Gabriel. Um, so out of those three drivers, they've come up a few times this evening. Um, Albon, Piastri, Lawson. What what takes you fancy? Kind of covering old ground. Um, I don't want to vote for the man twice for pretty much the same award if in isolation it would be Lawson I think Piastri was that much of a surprise Albon I could I could I could give it to him if I wanted to to mix it up because he was surprisingly crushing but then is the surprise there how poor Sergeant was in comparison um, yeah. nice Lawson I would just go Lawson he can have it twice he only got five races so he can have two nerdies it's fine by me one nerdy for every point he scored Abby see I'm along the similar lines as James Piastri wasn't really a surprise Lawson we've already voted for but I feel like surprise driver of the season out of the three that we've been given it has to be Lawson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely in, in terms of if you're thinking like, surprise, you're in an F1 car. Um, yeah, it's definitely Liam Lawson. We didn't think we'd see him there. Um, but for me, 
I can't, I'm struggling to move past Alex Albon because I just wasn't anticipating that level of performance from him. But I think, I think you guys are right. I mean, you've swayed it anyway because you both vote the same way, so it doesn't really matter where I vote. So yeah, let's make it, let's make it a hat trick for Liam Lawson. And uh, yeah, congratulations to Liam Lawson. You are the surprise driver of the season, both, as I said, surprising that you were in the car in a good way. It's thoroughly earned. Yeah, let's not get that twisted. Um, but also how well he performed. So second award of the evening. Well done, Liam Lawson. <laughs> Moving on to our surprise team of the season. I feel like you guys could see where that was going. Um, we have four nominees. We have got Aston Martin. We have Williams. We have McLaren. And we have Haas. So, I personally don't think Haas was that surprising. No, I mean, I got it right in my prediction even. So, absolutely no vote for Haas for me. Yeah. Uh, I think it's McLaren. I, I think they were unlucky not to win the moment. You know, in the sense that it wasn't a moment. And I think this is their yeah. moment to shine. Uh, oh, they nice. Were, uh, nice. You're everything I wish I could be and more. <laughs> okay, that wins your line of the <laughs> of the show. Congratulations. Thank you. You pulled it out of the bag at the last minute. I love how yeah, I'm up for an award against myself on the award show. <laughs> I think, yeah, they were such a... I mean, Aston were a huge surprise. Although, yeah, with the caveat, testing kind of spoilt the surprise because we weren't if they'd come out of totally nowhere in that first race. Yeah. yeah. But McLaren were surprisingly bad and then yeah. surprisingly good in the same season. Yeah. So that's two surprises. So that's just maths. <laughs> they take my vote. Oh, and if you had an award for uh, James-isms of the evening, <laughs> that would probably get your vote, uh, or my vote at least, uh, as well. Um, Abby? Yeah, I'm not going to include Haas. I think... <laughs> Brutal. Love it. Aston, they were surprising, but then, like, when they fell back during the second half of the season and McLaren overtook them, that wasn't surprising because of the disparity between the two drivers. Williams, again, I was shocked by how much they had improved and Albon's performance in that. I'm surprised Alfa Romeo aren't on this list because I was shocked with how badly their season went. See, I wasn't. That was the mm. second part of my prediction, wasn't it? So, <laughs> much, much like Aston Martin kind of followed the trajectory from the end of last year, they did as well. Mm. But, yeah, like James said, it has to be McLaren because they were so bad at the beginning. And then once they brought those upgrades in, they just excelled and nothing seemed to hold them back or hinder them. They just went from strength to strength. So it is McLaren for me. I think that's fair enough. I mean, what wasn't surprising is that, I mean, they, they did come out and say, look, we made a mistake in our development. You know, if you are quite a while back and it's taken a while to un, unravel that. So where they were at the start of the season, wasn't, it wasn't hugely surprising or it maybe was slightly the extent of it. Um, but likewise, their improvement wasn't surprising, but the extent of it was. So yeah, I think McLaren is a, a worthy choice. Um, I'd love to go for Williams, but again, they it just wasn't enough of a, a gain in my in my book. Aston Martin again, you can kind of see it coming. Abby, we we said many times last year that we felt out of those 
you know, that little group with Alpine who was most likely to take the step would be Aston. So, and yeah, let's discount uh, Haas from the conversation. So I'm going McLaren. Ollie went McLaren. We all went McLaren. Congratulations, McLaren. You have won team of the season or surprise team of the season, rather. Team of the season is most definitely Rebel. And that brings us nicely onto the final nerdy of the evening. It is the F1 personality of the year nerdy. Um, it doesn't quite have the same ring as uh, award, does it? We actually have quite a few different nominees here. Um, and only five of them made the cut. So, out of those, we have Lando Norris. Valtteri Bottas Oscar Piastri Bernie Collins Fernando Alonso I've done my bit now you two can do yours what do you think? Um, that's an interesting mix I like it Bernie um, I'm kind of not in any way against her just it's quite company she's keeping there four drivers and then just bernie <laughs> collins out of nowhere um and she has been a, a great pundit a great addition to the team on sky i hmm, i i like oscar a lot and he had probably the the moment of the season in a different sense to me is uh look to camera after the the jetpack i crashed was right up there if i that might have always yeah swayed my vote if that had been a nomination uh but he, he is um for the moment very reserved i think part of that is just who he is as well he's a he's a nice polite young man isn't he yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see if he does change over the coming years but um <laughs> the lando norrisification of oscar Piastri. yeah well this is it i would always said lando but for aforementioned reasons i, I don't think i'm going to give it to him i think therefore by default, I'm giving it to option number two, who I can't even remember. Who? Well, no, there's <laughs> there's also option number five that you've forgotten as well. So it's Alonso, but <laughs> oh, Alonso, yeah, Alonso's Alonso. Um, that's that's old news. Okay, uh, Valtteri Bottas. Yeah, well, Mr. There you go. and that is Calendar Girl himself. Yeah, and that is a to- this is it. Alonso has been Alonso for a very long time. Bottas is a totally different person to the one we knew two years yeah. ago. Yeah, uh, I feel like he may have taken it last year as well but either way i'm giving it to valtteri and his endless <laughs> array of butt calendars did did he win it last year for the um for the mullet there was that the video of him on the beach in australia yeah yeah which was and the he revealed the mullet character yeah. arc yeah. yeah yeah um yeah a worthy winner last year for sure um so yeah fair enough abby i'm gonna move away from mclaren <laughs> Okay. Just for this award, not as a fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, see, Alonso, Thanks. I think he, for me, he provided quite a few funny moments, especially over the radio throughout the season, mm-hmm. um, which was very entertaining. Bottas, like you guys have said, he is very different to what we have seen in previous years. And it's it's entertaining and it's refreshing. Bernie, uh, I was surprised she was up there. I hadn't thought that anyone would think of anyone other than drivers um 
but it is nice to see her up there because she has been great this season with the Sky team. Um, so I'm going to go Bernie, actually. Yeah. Very nice. I mean, there were other non-driver uh, nominees. Susie Wolf was one. Uh, Fred yeah. Vasseur was another. Uh, Felipe Massa, obviously a um, former driver. Uh, but not a current driver. Someone clearly um, wanted to invoke the 2008 F1 championship uh, squabble, let's call it, uh, with that. I I do think Martin Brundle was one of the nominees last year, to be fair. So, like, it's not unprecedented that... And they are F1 personalities. You know, it's a, a wider sport than just the 22 drivers that we had this year. Um, I'm discounting the McLaren guys. Uh, for the same reasons as uh, you both have already said. Norris um, is in my bad books, as far as I'm concerned, for his behaviour on the Hungarian Grand Prix podium. Oscar Piastri needs to show a little bit more. Valtteri Bottas has some discounting because he won it last year, and uh, you know, it's, a, as James says, a continuation of his character arc. Fernando Alonso has been very entertaining. I've thoroughly enjoyed Fernando Alonso, and that is also who Oli has voted for. So, Alonso... But I just can't quite get over the line with Alonso. I have, I have, however, absolutely loved what Bernie Collins has brought to the Sky Sports coverage. I think she's been a breath of fresh air. She's insightful, knowledgeable, personable. She's just has added that level of expertise that I think has sometimes been missing. And she's done it in just such a dynamic way that for me, it has to be Bernie Collins. I think she's been terrific. So, with that, James, I can't even remember who you voted for. I think it was Valtteri Bottas. Um, I'm, I'm perfectly happy with it being Bernie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Ollie voted Alonso. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't get part of the conversation. Well, he does, but, you know, I'm meandering. Because the winner of F1 Personality of the Year 2023 is Bernie Collins. <laughs> So, that wraps up my duties. James, now it's for your closing duties. Well, thank you, Sam. Uh, A wonderful job done from start to finish, meandering your way through a number of incredible one-liners, which I will enjoy going back over and analysing and maybe adding to next year's awards. <laughs> My anxiety is going through the roof and will be <laughs> for the next however many days before this comes out. So, yeah, uh, I hope you've enjoyed uh, the 2023 season nerdies. And, well, yeah, we will be back soon enough with some more podcasts for you guys as we wait for the 2024 season, patiently. Um yeah, I mean, it's been a pleasure to to cover all those races and all those moments with both of you and Ollie, uh, who, yes, unfortunately isn't here, but yeah, happily isn't here in a sense, enjoying his time with Little Poppy. Uh, you guys are both my nerds of the year. It's it's been a it, it's been a great it's been a great season. It's been a great season to spend with you, even if the the season itself was a little bit of a a damp squib at times. Yeah. And I I can't wait to cover a bunch more races with you guys next year. Uh, We've enjoyed it. 
hugely this year, but so did the people at the Sports Podcast Awards who have nominated us again for the Best Motorsport Podcast. We would love it if you could uh, go and vote for us. We'll put a, a link to do so in the description of this episode. Voting doesn't close for a few weeks yet, so there's there's time, but get on it now whilst you remember. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening and a vote would uh, be very much appreciated to to show your enjoyment of our ramblings and our talking about pretty much anything from national anthems to alpine jackets to uh which of two brothers in the nfl are the hunkiest according to sam and scrap heap challenge <laughs> and scrap heap challenge not forgetting scrap heap challenge but we will be nothing without you guys listening so a big thank you to you as well each and every one of you we love getting all your emails and suggestions as well there have been some excellent ones we might even use them in some shows before the season gets back underway but until then thank you again and thank you to sam and abby for joining me on this particular show thank you for hosting and sam as well for hosting all the different awards it's been it's been a good season and I've enjoyed it and I look forward to 24 race reviews next year and more podcast episodes. It's been a lot of fun. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, And thank you, Abby, for your kind words. Um, Even though I feel like I, as James said, meandered my way through it. Uh, But yeah, I've, I've, as I said, thoroughly enjoyed it and can't wait for a new season and to spend it all with you. That almost sounded like the end of a Christmas song. Uh, it's very fitting. Uh, but we will be back to, to spend some more quality time with all of you. And yeah, it will be there before you know it. We'll see you on the next show. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Cut to the Race podcast. It's lights out and away we go. Sports Social Podcast Network.